Hey, folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last minute tickets to sports, to concerts, to all types of shows. My favorite feature is the speed. Maybe you decide like last minute. Hey, I'm by the Rose Garden tonight, or they call it the Moda Center now, or oh, I'm by the Target Center, or oh, I'm by Staples Center. There's a game. I bet I can find tickets real quick. You can be outside in line waiting to get through security. It's two taps on that app and you already have tickets purchased. It's so easy to do. They find you the best deals and make sure you get up to 60% off. You got to use the game time app. It's the best way to do it. Now the game time app is hooking you up for the holidays with $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the game time app in the Google Play or the App Store, click on the My Ticket section of the app, create an account, then under the Billing section, redeem code THE ATHLETIC. Once again, that's THE ATHLETIC, all one word for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, everybody. Credit is only available to the first thousand people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So you only got a couple of weeks left to get that easy easy credit so make moves quick and score last minute tickets with game time welcome to the daily ding on the athletic podcast network your guys situation with Kawhi. i mean trust that with the league yeah yeah i mean is there kind of of different philosophies there or what what uh, what's your take it's our philosophy i don't know what theirs are you know, uh, I think theirs is whatever LeBron says it is, uh, <laughs> to be honest. That makes, uh, sense. That, that makes a lot of sense to me, but. Reverse flush and ain't that a smooth one. This out goes, and I hope I have no friends. On Tyler Noah's ass, should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his last. How dare you? Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday morning. We got all the best coverage of the games from Tuesday night in the NBA. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Eden Lou with Rob Lopez. Welcoming back the young players we haven't seen in a while. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, De'Aaron Fox back, DeAndre Ayton back, and a dumb fan has decided to keep being dumb in Utah. But first, Eden, DeMontis Sabonis was too much for the Lakers? Is that right? It seems like it's right. Yep, you're definitely reading that right. I mean, That's we right. have to mention that it's the Lakers with no Anthony Davis, though. No Anthony Davis. Great call. No Anthony Davis. Pacers 105, Lakers 102 in Indianapolis. So if the Pacers are going to take down the Lakers, and not to diminish the, the Pacers here because they're still a very good team, but no Anthony Davis, you're at home. That's a good chance to to pounce on. No, no AD. Jared Dudley got the start. No Kyle Kuzma in this one. And Eden, I mean, it was a it was a pretty competitive game throughout. I thought the Lakers had it for a bit, and then the Pacers just kept chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, and they were just really good. And I don't I don't know if we can say this, Eden, but the Lakers lost that game because of free throws. They lost that game because of free throws. Like LeBron and Dwight both both missed three in the fourth quarter. They were eight of seventeen for the game. And I don't want to boil it down to just free throws, but make your free throws, kids, and you win. Yeah, I mean, eight for 17, that's 47%, 47%. So, and it's not just that they missed those free throws in the fourth quarter. They missed those free throws in the last five minutes of the game. It was a one possession game in the last, all of the last five minutes. 
during which the Lakers, they missed four free throws in that stretch. Not only did they miss those, the Pacers went three for four from the line when they were missing their free throws. And this is one of those games where it comes down to the wire. Every possession mattered at the end. But if you miss your clutch free throws, you lose the game. You do lose the game. And speaking of also, if it does come down to your down three in the final seconds and you have a LeBron James on your team and you have a Danny Green on your team, Eden, why would you have Rajon Rondo take a 30 footer? I mean, I know that LeBron did not shoot well from three from this game. I, he went 0 for, right? Yeah, he was like 0 for 6 in this, in this yeah. game from three, something and like that. And he did brick a pretty bad one shortly before that. But you still give the ball to LeBron at the end of the game. Yes. Eden, he could be 0 for 100 in this game. And Rajon Rondo could be 100 LeBron. for 100. I'm giving it to LeBron. And I, and I get it. Rajon Rondo has shot well from three-point ranges here. I don't care. I will yeah. give it to LeBron and let him to decide what goes in and what goes out. I, that, that's what I would do. Uh, LeBron, he slowed down as the game went on. He, he had nine points, six rebounds, three assists in the first quarter. He was four of six from the field. Over the final three quarters, 11 points on four of 14 shooting. Did have six assists in those three quarters uh, and three rebounds to finish with 20 points, nine rebounds, nine assists, but which is just eight of 20 from the field. He had five turnovers. And on the Pacers side of this, man, DeMontis Sabonis was a Beast in this game, 26 points on 10 of 15 from the field, 10 rebounds, four assists, had a couple of huge dunks with no AD in there. He was just fearless. And and while Dwight had a good game, Sabonis just, he dominated in this one. Malcolm Brogdon, I thought he had an incredible game on both ends of the floor. His shooting and scoring won't overwhelm you. 14 points on 16 shots, which is normally pretty bad. But I he did a great job defending LeBron. He hit some key baskets down the stretch. He scored seven points down the stretch in the fourth quarter for the Pacers to help them win that game. It was a game which Jeremy Lamb went down with a groin injury. Um, I was just completely impressed with with Brogdon in this game and with Sabonis and uh, Eden. The Pacers just keep finding ways to win this game, even though on the other side of that, Dwight Howard had a great game, right? Dwight Howard had a great game on paper. He went 10 for 10, 20 points, six rebounds, two blocks. But even though he didn't miss a shot, he leaves a lot to be desired on the defensive end. As we see, Sabonis had his way in the paint tonight. He was completely, totally effective. And Brogdon had this huge layup in the last minute of the game where he just blew right past Howard. It was like he wasn't even there. Um, He he looked like Atlanta Dwight Howard right there, right? Like it was it was bad. And I don't know if you've noticed, but I have to mention TJ McConnell got not one, but two quick steals off of Howard when he was inbounding the ball once in the first quarter and once at the end of the third. And, and, he, and he tiptoed on the sideline for one for one play and got a layup against Dwight inside. Like you got to be able to block that, right? You're yeah. far taller than him. I mean, it's TJ McConnell. So I right. guess I have a question for you. And that's is what Dwight brings on the offensive end good enough to negate how big of a liability he is on defense? Or is this not an issue when AD is healthy? <laughs> I think it's not I think it's not as much of an issue when AD is healthy, right? When you have two of those guys out there on the floor, I think it looks a lot better, but when it's just Dwight, now we see why he's a minimum guy on a non-guaranteed deal, right? Like that and it, and it, look, it's not a knock on him. The plan is to play him next to AD, but it's not you're not getting Orlando Magic Dwight Howard. Yeah. Right? Like it's just that's not the case and and this was a little bit of a reminder of that because Sabonis just completely outplayed him. Yeah. And just because the Pelicans are my home team, I just want to bring up the point that AD does not have the most healthy track record. So we tends might be, be tends to be an issue. Yeah, yeah. So just, I just wanted to make sure that I pointed that out. The, uh, the Lakers in this one, two of 11 from deep in the fourth quarter. Sorry, I was wrong. LeBron was over four. 
from or he was over four in the fourth uh, from three over six for the for the game. Uh, as you mentioned, Dwight had 20 and six. Alex Caruso, 11 points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals. Uh, we had Aaron Holiday off the bench, had a great game. He was 11 points, four assists, shot really well. The Pacers shot 40 percent from deep in this one. Miles Turner, 16 points, seven rebounds, two steals, two blocks. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon also had five rebounds, six assists, one block. And the Pacers get a much needed win to uh, to take this one down and beat the Lakers. All right, the other L.A. game of the night. This one was in Los Angeles. Clippers 120, Suns 99. Eden, we had a Paul George Kelly Oubre duel in the first half. They were trading buckets. It was kind of fun for a little bit, actually. It was. Now, I got to ask you, did they both dunk on each other? Because Kelly Oubre dunked on Paul George in the first quarter. And then there was a play, I believe, in the second quarter where Paul George got a breakaway. He went up for the dunk. Kelly Oubre tried to chase it down and uh, and couldn't get there uh, in time. Paul George dunks it, and then he returned the taunting from earlier from Oubre to to kind of flex and stare at, at Kelly uh, after his dunk. But it didn't really feel like Paul George dunked on him, just dunked by him. Yeah, it was kind of like he dunked at him. Yeah, he dunked at him, right? Not on him, not <laughs> right. not under it, but he dunked at him. I in think that's vicinity. the perfect word. Yeah, yeah. He was. They were both in the same building at that point. But Paul George, eighteen in the first half. Kelly Oubre had fourteen in the first half. Paul George, uh, you know, he he only finished with what was it, twenty points? He only played twenty four minutes, though. Uh, he had twenty four points in twenty four minutes. Eight of seventeen shooting, three of seven from the from three point range. Did have three steals in this one. Um, he didn't really have to play much because the, the Clippers just destroyed them in the third quarter. Kawhi Leonard took over in the third. 12 of his 20 points happened in the third quarter. Finished with 20 points, six rebounds in 27 minutes. Ivica Zubats had a couple of big dunks in the third. He finished with 12 points on five of seven, shooting in 22 minutes. Lou Williams in the fourth. Eden, Lou Williams was really bad for the majority of this game. But there was a minute and a half stretch in the fourth where he went off. He scored 11 points in a minute and a half. Uh, 12 of his 20 came in the fourth quarter. He also had eight assists and five turnovers. But when Lou gets hot like that, there are a few players that are as exciting with the ball. It's so much fun to watch because you just keep seeing him shoot. And it just seems like, you know, we're going to get that heat check eventually. And it just never comes. Yeah. I mean, the heat checks just go in. Yeah. Like they, t- they just <laughs> What's they the heat check. check? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Landry Shamit, it was his first game with both Kawhi and Paul George. He had two points, three assists, and one of five shooting off the bench. Nothing nothing to write home about. Uh, no Devin Booker in this one. No Cam Johnson for the Suns. DeAndre Ayton got his first game back since the suspension was over. He didn't look bad. Uh, he finished with 18 points on 9 and 19 from the field. 12 rebounds, three assists in 24 minutes. Ian, did you like what we saw out of DeAndre Ayton? It's been a while. It's been like two months. So for coming back after missing 25 games, I don't think – it was terrible. It wasn't great either. I think that he seemed a little like half step like behind on both offense and defense. Yeah. There was a few times when like Rubio passing the ball and he definitely just wasn't even ready for it. I wouldn't I'm not too concerned, though, because no Booker um, first game back from a 25 game suspension. He's going to get back into the rhythm. And I think that his teammates did a really good job of integrating him in, back into the game. Like yeah. a lot of assists from Rubio. Um, it's good team chemistry. So I think that it's, it's good looking forward, even if this game by itself wasn't the best. Oh, and he 
does seem to love that mid-ranger that he's been working on because he, lo- he would he not stop taking mid-ranger. those. Yeah, no, he only wanted to take those. He, he does not believe the mid-range is dead in any way. Uh, yeah, I thought his footwork looked pretty good, but it is just tough to judge without uh, Devin Booker on the floor. Kelly Oubre finished with 19 points, four rebounds, two blocks, three steals. Uh, Clippers were completely fine with Ricky Rubio trying to score. He had yeah. four points on two of 12 shooting. He did have eight assists, but two of 12. Yikes. I mean, uh, second night of a back-to-back. Maybe he was a little tired. Yeah, that's probably why. Uh, <laughs> dominant third quarter for the Clippers. 36-25 third quarter put this one out. Uh, they shot 50% from the field, 43% from three. The Suns, on the other hand, they just barely shot over 40%, which they didn't get until the final minute. 28% from deep. Only 10 free throw attempts in this game. Had 19 turnovers. They've now lost four straight games. And Eden, don't look now, but those Clippers have won five of six. And turns out they're pretty good when Kawhi and Paul George play. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that uh, L.A. versus L.A. Western Conference final. I need it. I need it just because I don't want to travel. <laughs> All right, Eden, let's get to the news that everybody needs for Wednesday. Uh, still some very somber news coming out of the NBA. They announced today that former commissioner David Stern remains in serious condition after emergency surgery Thursday to address a sudden brain, he- brain hemorrhage. They, uh, the league said that he is receiving great care and surrounded by his loved ones. So hopefully we'll get some better news uh, coming out of New York uh, when that gets updated. In New Orleans, the Pelicans. Uh, Zion Williamson returned to full weight bearing exercises, but team executive vice president of basketball operations, David Griffin, isn't ready to give a return date just yet. Uh, The rookie had surgery on his meniscus, uh, his right meniscus on October 21st. Uh, But this uh, this six to eight week timetable, Eden, doesn't seem like it's coming back. So let me ask you a question here. You're a Pelicans fan. You follow this Pelicans team. You really like them. Let me ask you, what is the point? in the season in which we decide like, all right, maybe Zion shouldn't come back. So I don't know if you know this about the Pelicans, but they've lost 13 games in a row. Franchise record. Yeah. Bad franchise record. <laughs> I I think the Pelicans have a judgment call to make. What's more important to them trying to make stage a comeback and to maybe crack into the eighth seed of the playoffs this season. That, and that's assuming Zion comes back and he's a hit right away. Right. I personally think that the Pelicans should play it safe when it comes to Zion. I mean, it's, if this season is a wash anyway, like let's work on his conditioning. Let's make sure he's 100% ready to go. This is a once in a lifetime type of player that like the Pelicans cannot mess this up. Like if they mess up this Zion thing, I have just no faith in the franchise whatsoever anymore. Yeah. I don't know that you can operate out of fear, but here's the thing. If they don't bring him back this year and they essentially redshirt him and bring him back next year, no one's going to blame them. Yeah. If they bring him back this year and he gets hurt, everyone's going to blame yeah, him. So they have I, nothing to lose by yeah, holding I, him out. Yeah, I, well, except just more games in a row because oh. they, they're, <laughs> they're, they've set a franchise record, which we'll get to later. Uh, news out of Utah. Jazz fan is suing for damages over that incident with Russell Westbrook. Remember when uh, – Russ had yet another verbal confrontation with a fan in Utah uh, last season. That fan is suing the the Jazz. He's suing the point guard uh, now for the Houston Rockets in a lawsuit filed Monday, which was obtained by the Salt Lake Tribune. Uh, Shane Kasel claims that language he and his girlfriend Jennifer Huff used towards Westbrook was the same kind and caliber as that of any other audience member in the section and not racist and derogatory. Um, they're seeking a hundred million dollars in damages on claims of defamation and emotional distress. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're a bad fan. 
you're the reason like get you're not gonna pe- win this get these guys out of here get these guys out of here indeed oh my god what a what a bunch of idiots uh bad news out of dc rookie rui hachimura is going to miss at least five games of the groin injury he hurt her in the first half of monday's win over detroit he got kicked in the groin and out of portland uh we know rodney hood is out for the season with his achilles injury the blazers were granted a 2.86 million dollar injury exception for the league that they uh they can use to try to replace him all right, Eden, four more games on the schedule from tonight. Hornets 110, Kings 102 in Charlotte. Break up the Hornets. They've won four of their last five games. And this one, the big news outside of the Hornets winning, De'Aaron Fox back after missing 17 games. He had 19 points, two rebounds, eight assists, two steals, three turnovers, six of 13 from the field off the bench in 30 minutes. But it was not enough. The Hornets sloppy with the ball in this one, 16 turnovers, but shot 48% from the field. 43% from, from deep Malik Monk of all people, 23 points, 10 rebounds, four assists off the bench. Cody Zeller had 17 points, nine rebounds, four assists and two blocks. Marvin Williams, 16 off the bench also had two blocks. The Hornets won a game in which Terry Rozier and Devonte Graham combined to shoot eight of 31 from the field. That is growth. Ladies and gentlemen, buddy healed 14 points on five of 13 shooting Marvin Bagley. The third had 14.7 rebounds in 22 minutes. Uh, this has to be a typo. This one says the Knicks 143 Hawks 120 in New York city. And that the Hawks were down 31 points, 31 American points eaten at one point in this game. Trey young called it the lowest moment of the season for the Hawks. If you're wondering how that one felt, Knicks are now three and three under Mike Miller. They won three of their last four. The Marcus Morris, please trade for me tour continues. He had 22 points on six of 11 shooting three of five from deep seven of seven from the free throw line. Vince Carter's last game at Madison square garden resulted in 15 points, five of nine shooting four of seven from deep RJ Barrett with a great game, 27.6 rebounds, 10 of 13 from the field. He continues to impress Mitchell Robinson had a great game, 22 points, 13 rebounds, had a couple of blocks. Trey young was fantastic. 42 points, 16 of 29 from the field, seven of 13 from deep had eight assists, four rebounds did have three turnovers, but you live with that. He just didn't get any help from anyone else. Deandre Hunter, 19 points on 19 shots. Kevin Herter, 14 points. Hawks have lost five straight games and are historically bad at defense at this point. Nets 108, Pelicans 101 in overtime. 108, 101 in overtime, Eden, in New Orleans. No J.J. Redick in this one. It was ugly. It was so ugly, Eden. You text me when it went into overtime. I can't believe we have to watch more of this game. It was ugly to the point of unwatchable. I was watching this game in the first half. I was questioning if they were going to either team was going to get to 40 by halftime. The, the score was 42 to 35. OK, so the Nets did get to 40 points by halftime, but it was questionable. And through the first three quarters of the game, the Pelicans shot 30 percent and the Nets shot 31 percent. Oh, my God. So that was just so much fun to watch. And if it weren't for overtime, neither team would have gotten to 100 points. However, Lawler's Law eventually plays true in the end with the Nets finally hitting 101 points oh. halfway through overtime. Um, unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Spencer did what he was good, at least. He was, he, he, you know, he's been pretty good. He was 31 points, 11 from 26 from the field. He was one of eight from deep, but eight of 11 from the free throw line had seven assists and two turnovers. Joe Harris, someone needs to be on him at all times. 24 points, six rebounds, three assists, nine of 15 from the field, five of nine from deep. Jared Allen, 12, re- 12 points, 14 rebounds, six blocks, had five of those blocks in the first quarter, four of them against Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram could not score. Here's to play to the ugliness card, Eden. 
Four Pelican starters had more shot attempts than points. Drew Holiday, 21 points on 9 of 28 shooting. Brandon Ingram, 22 points on 7 of 23 shooting. Kendrick Williams, 3 points on 1 of 8 shooting. Lonzo Ball, 10 points on 4 of 13 shooting. Pelicans, Pelicans finished at 34% for the field and 27% from deep. It was ugly on the net side, too, though. Like you mentioned, Garrett Temple, 7 points on 14 shots. Torian Prince, 3 points on 9 shots. Uh, Nets have won 5 of their last 7 games. And as we mentioned earlier, the Pelicans a franchise record extending 13 straight losses in this one. And then last game of the night, jazz one Oh nine magic one Oh two in salt Lake city. Mike Conley was back until he left with another hamstring injury, seven points on eight shots, six assists in 19 minutes. Royce O'Neal came off the bench. Joe Ingles got the start in his place. Orlando made a huge push to erase the deficit. They were down double digits in this game. They take control in the fourth quarter with a 26 to eight start in the fourth. Up 98-92 with 3.53 left. Donovan Mitchell and Boyan Bogdanovich to the rescue with this one. They combined to score 15 of the final 17 points. Donovan Mitchell, 30 points, 13 of 23 from the field. Killed, absolutely murdered Nikola Vucevic on a dunk in that game. Boyan Bogdanovich had 30 points on 11 of 22 from the field. 6 of 11 from deep. 12 points, 19 rebounds, 5 assists for Rudy Gobert. 16 points, 12 rebounds for Joe Ingles. For Orlando's side of it, as they wore those Phoenix Suns jerseys, which I still don't understand that alternate jersey, DJ Augustine, 22 points off the bench. He was fantastic for them in leading that comeback. 19 points for Edmund Fournier. 12 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists for Vucevic, but he did have uh, 4-15 from the field shooting, and of course, like I mentioned earlier, he was murdered by Donovan Mitchell at the rim. Jazz have won three straight. Magic have lost four of their last five. Line of the night, Ian. All right, we got some good ones. Trey Young in a loss, 42-8-4. Sabonis, 26-10-4 and in that win over the Lakers. Spencer Dinwiddie with 31-7 and in the win over the Pelicans. Bogdanovich, Boyan Bogdanovich with 35-5 and in the win over the Magic. Who gets your line of the night? Uh, it's got to be Sabonis when you get a win over the Lakers this year. It's got to be that. Uh, Rob, sorry to do this to you, but my line of the night's not going to be a, a, uh, a play by any means. It's going to be... On live television, Patrick Beverly afterwards saying, Describe the battle that you guys put on tonight or the, the battle that you guys played tonight and bringing that, uh, stifling these guys. No, we ain't fucking around. We're trying to win as many games as possible. <laughs> That's the one. That's the line of the night as they destroyed the Suns. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. We have the back-to-back show. Really fun mailbag episode from Tuesday that's out now. Of course, listen to No Dunks every day. We've got a tampering. We've got a House of Strauss. we got over a dozen team-specific shows from all of your favorite Athletic Beat writers. Don't forget to follow on the app. You get notifications for each new episode. And if you're not a member of The Athletic, you still have time to subscribe. Go to theathletic.com slash Dings. And by the way, you can gift that subscription to one of your friends, one of your family members. Make sure to do that fantastic holiday gift. Thanks for waking up with us. Make sure that Christmas shopping is done. Make sure that Hanukkah shopping is done. Whatever holiday shopping you got to do, make sure it's done. Don't wait until the eve of said holiday because that's not how you uh, it's not how you avoid stress during this season. Take your medicine. Get ready for work. And Eden, I need that sign off. Ding, ding. <laughs>